Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another episode of When Ghosts Speak. Marianne, you've had a fun adventure today. Yeah, a gal by the name of Paulette had called about her two children, Liam is seven and Cassie's five. And for the last 10 months, almost a year, it started out where they wouldn't stay in their bedrooms at night. They wanted to be in bed with mom and dad every night. And then when they put the kibosh on that, then they would go in each other's rooms and sleep with one another because they were so scared to stay in their own room. And they had terrible ear, nose, throat, and upper respiratory. They fought so bad. I mean, these kids were actually screaming at one another. That's how bad they were fighting with one another. And, and, and Paula said, I, I can't live like this. She says, and they're not any better around my husband. She says, they are just terrible. And I, I just don't know exactly what, what happened. So when I was talking to her, I saw her two kids and I saw two other earthbound kids in the house. And I thought, okay, so these kids are obviously affecting the two live kids. And so I told her and I gave, I, I, I told Paulette what's going on. I said, these kids look like maybe there's seven, eight, eight, nine, somewhere around there, two boys. I said, um, and I gave her the usual, like I tell everybody else, you know, have the house blessed by an ordained priest or minister, start smudging. And this house wasn't real small. And I said, it's going to be a commitment. You're going to have to really want to do this. And she said, no, 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 no. Just come over. She says, uh, I, I. I'm, I'm not, I don't even have time to mess with doing that. I said, all right. So normally I do not want the children there when I clear a house. Somewhere, if they're between the age of like four and 17, it's like, no. And as a side note, it, it didn't bother me in the beginning, but it's the teenagers that just got me. Um, I would go and, and, and as just as a, a little quick example, there was a, a boy ghost in this house with this 15 year old girl. And I told the mom, I didn't want her there and she had her there anyway. And so, and she had her sitting there right with us. And so the bottom line was when it was time for me to let this 15 year old ghost go, 16 year old boy go. The 15-year-old said, no, he's my ghost and I want to keep him. And that's when the mom in me looks at the mom across the table from me going, come on, mom, step up. Just do what you have to do. Be a mom. The mom looks at me and says, well, can she keep him? That, that did it. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, and, and the and this is a terrible thing to say. And I, I looked at the mom and I said, seriously, does she pay the rent, the mortgage, the electric? I said, does she buy food? Why does she have a say in whose 
uh, who's in the house you're paying for. I says, and let's be honest, that's not her bedroom. You're letting her use it. It's your house. I, that was the last time I ever said that because that little girl turned around and called me a bitch. And mom never said a word. So that's my new rule. Nobody between the ages of four and 17 because I don't need that. <laughs> wow. I, I don't care if a ghost tells me off because I'm alive and they're dead. I don't care. But not a not a little fifteen year old. Man, my mom it. would have backhanded me. <laughs> well, yeah, but they don't do that anymore because I've been in a house where the mother scolded the six year old for jumping on the couch, and he stopped jumping and he says, "I'm calling children's services." Kids are too smart nowadays. I so no kids. So anyway, back to what's going on at Paulette's house. So. She said, uh, no, come on over. And I said, well, I definitely want your two children there. I says, I will, they won't know what I'm talking about. They're not going to be in the same room with us. But I was afraid that if she sent her kids off someplace, that these two ghost kids would go with them. And I wanted the ghost kids there. So she said, okay. So I asked Paula for her address and I'm writing it down. and. I said, I remember saying, what's that off of? And she told me, and I'm thinking about this, and I'm thinking about this, and it's like, holy smokes. When I was growing up, her property was on a farm that we lived on. It was all rural. And now, of course, it's all built up, housing projects everywhere. There's a mall, and the mall is like only two blocks over from the street. And I was just so surprised. I mean, granted, it was you know, 50 or 60 years ago, but it was still all farmland then. It, it's just amazing the way that happens. And so I told her about it and she says, oh, that's really cool. And I said, yeah, I says about the only thing it is now is a big traffic mess because when the mall and everything there, it's miserable. But anyway, so I went out to Paulette's house. And the kids were there and her kids were very, very polite to me. And they, she sent them off into the family room, which we could see from the kitchen where we were sitting at. She sent them off into the family room to play. And she said, I got a surprise for you. And she gave them brand new coloring books. And she gave them not crayons, but markers, colored felt tip markers to do the coloring with. And I, I don't know, you know how things flash back in your head and I'm sitting there and I'm watching these kids play with these markers and I'm thinking to myself, if they're so bad, they're going to start writing on the carpet with those markers or the walls. I, you know, I'm thinking to myself, okay, again, again, nothing's done the way we did things years ago. So I just keep your mouth shut. So the kids are playing and they're down there and they're laying next to each other. There's maybe a foot between the two of them. And I saw one of the ghost kids sort of sneak between the two of them and grab one of the markers. And didn't he take that marker and write on Liam's arm with it? And left a mark. And he started, Mom, look what Cassie did to me. And she's screaming back, I didn't do anything. You're just being a baby. I didn't do that. 
And he turned around and he punched her in the stomach. And I'm thinking, whoa. And these two ghost kids are just jumping around. They thought this was so funny. Now, the ghost kids didn't know I could see them because I wanted to see what the interaction was between the four of them before I got involved. But when the punch came, I went, stop it. And because I didn't say that out loud, her kids kept on fighting. But the two ghost kids stopped just dead on there, just stopped dead and looked at me and their eyes got so big, I said, knock it off. And the younger one said to the older one, she can see us. And I said, and I see everything you're doing and you're being very naughty. And again, they just sort of stared at me. Well, her two kids had settled down a little bit. And I looked at the older kid and I says, what's your name? And he just stared at me. I says, well, you may as well just tell me what your name is. And he said, it's Caleb. And I said, how old are you? He said, nine. And I said, and the way he was dressed, he was dressed like a kid from the early, maybe 1918s, 1920s. He didn't have shoes on and he had a pair of overalls on. And I said to him, what happened to you and where did you live? He says, I can't, I can't tell anymore where I used to live. It doesn't look like I used to live. It's all different. And I said, when you were alive, were there cars? And he said, there was some in the big city, but not here. And I said, what happened to you? How did you die? And he said, the horse got scared and fell over and the, the wagon fell over. He said, and then I was like this. So it must have been a wagon, horse wagon accident that killed him. And I said, okay. And I said, what did your mom and dad do with you? And he just stared at me. And I said, are you at the church? Because back then they buried people like in a church, you know, cemetery. I says, are you buried at the church? He said, no. He said, but the preacher came. I said, where did the preacher come to? He said, under the big tree in the backyard. I said, under, I said, who else is buried there? He says, grandma and grandpa. So they must have had a family plot on their own farm. And that's where they buried Calabat. And I said, okay. But again, because everything had changed, he really didn't know where it was. And I said to, to the little one, I says, what's your name? He said, Aaron. Now he died in the 70s. I says, what happened to you? And he said, I don't know. He says, I had, they said I had cancer with my blood, but I don't remember the name of it. So I don't know, maybe he had leukemia. Who knows what he had? He doesn't know what he had. But he did sort of know where he was buried. He says, I'm buried where there is the library. And I know of two separate cemeteries in the Cleveland area that are very, the cemeteries are very close to public libraries. So I figured the kid was buried at one of those, but he did not know the name of it. And 
I said, where did you guys come from? How come you're here? And he said, you know, he said, we came home with him from the store where all the toys are. I said, where the toys are? He said, yeah. And I said, okay. I said, do you know what that place is? And he said, yeah, it's KB's. And I, I really didn't know what that was. And I said, okay. I said, where is that store? He says, it's all with the, all the other stores. So it must've been a store in the mall. And I asked Paulette, I said, do you know of a toy store called KB's? And she said, no. She says, when I take them to the mall to the store, I take them to Toys R Us. And Aaron said, yeah, yeah, that's what it's called now. It used to be KB's. Now it's Toys R Us. So it was the same store. And over the years, they, whatever KB's was, obviously sold out to Toys R Us. And I said, so why did you come home with them? Because they came home with nice toys. And Aaron said, Cassie reminded him of his little sister. So he came home because he liked the way she looked. But uh, Caleb said, no, I go home with whoever's, whatever mom and dad's buy the best toys. So that's now. You know, this kid had to be fascinated because you got to think in the 19, late teens or early 20s, they certainly didn't have toys like we've got for the kids nowadays. So this kid must have just been fascinated with this these toys. And I said, and that's why you, I said, so why are you mean to, to the kids? Why are you mean to, to Liam and, and Cassie? And Aaron said, I just like to tease them a little bit. Caleb said, no, I like to fight with them. He says, because that's how I fought with my brothers. I have five brothers and that's how we played. That's how they played by fighting. I guess if you have five or six boys in the house, that's what they do. I don't know. And he said, so, but he says, I can get him going. He, he can really, he can really, really pick on Cassie bad. I said, and you think that's okay. You're not, you, you, you're not sad about that. He said, no. I said, all right. And so I said, do you want to go into the light? And Caleb said, no. Aaron said, yes. And I said, in 70s, I figured, I bet his mom and dad are still alive. So I went with a grandfather or a grandmother. I says, is there a grandma or a grandpa you want to see? And he says, I like my grandma. If I go in the light, will she make me cookies? I said, oh, yeah. Yeah, she'll make you all kinds of cookies. And he said, I want cookies. I can't. He says, I haven't had a cookie in a long time. I said, no, I bet you haven't. And I said, what's it like at the toy store at Christmas time? He says, oh, my gosh, there's so many kids in the store. He says, and we play all night long with the toys. We have such a good time playing in the store with the toys. And I says, and what do you do when the store's open? He, I said, and the other, the real kids come in. He said, 
some of them can see us. He says, not the kids that are my age, but the little kids can see us, which is really true. Kids that are younger have no problem seeing earthbound or spirits that have crossed over. And so I said, okay. And so then Caleb watched Aaron go in the line. And he said, I like my grandpa. I says, would you like to see your grandpa? And he said, I don't know. And I said, well, I says, what's your favorite toy that Liam has? And he said it was, um, I think he was talking about maybe Legos. I, I don't know because they weren't any out there. But he says, they're those little colored things that you snap together. So I'm assuming that was Legos. And he's, I said, well, if you go on the light, I says, Grandpa's going to have a whole bunch of those for you. And he just sort of looked at me. And I've actually had a kid about that old say to me, lady, are you lying to me? But he didn't <laughs> say that. I was waiting. A white lie. <laughs> I was waiting, but he didn't ask me. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. Grandpa will be there with all, all of those little blocks. And he said, okay. And, but let's face it, he's better off in the light than going home with kids from Toys R Us. So he did cross over. And I, I will tell you, when I was in New York, I went to the FO, was it FA or FO Sports, the big toy company in New York. Oh my gosh, that place is full. There's so many ghosts in that place. I couldn't believe it. And they weren't adults. They were kid ghosts. And I had to laugh because most of the kid ghosts that were there, they were really raggedy looking. So they probably were there for quite a while. That's all I could figure out. But so, so that that's definitely, you know, that's how that went. And somebody had asked on one of the Wednesday mornings, are there kid ghosts in toy stores? And that's what made me think of this. And yes, there definitely are. So my advice to you, because little kids really don't need Quincy charms on them, but definitely have a Quincy charm in an envelope in the glove compartment of your car. So if one of these little ghost kids decides to come home with your kids, it won't be able to get in the car with them. So that's that story. That's kind of fun, though, because I was just sitting there thinking and like, I vaguely remember KB Toys being in the mall. I don't remember that. Their layout was uh, how how Toys R Us kind of go in like long rows. KB, at least the ones that I was in, were kind of like that horseshoe, uh, the outer perimeter. And then they would have little aisles in the middle. Um, OK, but uh, they were more in the malls where Toys R Us were always they're right outside the mall right yeah. i'm like oh, i forgot those were even a thing but they were fun um i'm like heck i'm an adult and i'd rather go <laughs> hang yes. out toy store than with other adults um right but yeah um and luring uh using cookies to lure kids to kind of cross over and i'm like you could lure me with legos yeah <laughs> and like i said you know i i did that actually the kid that asked me if i was lying to him he was one of the very, very first kids that I had run across. And he was about eight or nine, 10. And I remember thinking to myself, he died 
in a house fire that he set accidentally with lanterns. Oh. Um, they, the house didn't have electric when he burned the house down and killed himself and four adults. And so, and I didn't realize that. So when he finally said he would go to the light, no, he said he wouldn't go to the light. So I'm thinking, oh man, I said, do you want to see your mommy and daddy? No. Grandma and grandpa? No. I'm thinking now, because my mind is going to my foster parent thing, I'm thinking, oh my God, I bet the abuse this kid or something. And he's afraid of them. Then I found out that he's the one that they all died because of. And so he was afraid to go into the light. Yeah, that they were going to spank them and be bad. And so that's when I sort of figured out that I better ask a kid who he wants to see. Mm Because kids don't always like their moms and dads. And yeah, and so I remember saying to him, who do you want to see? And he said, I want to see Sam. I said, Sam? I said, okay. I said, is Sam a little buddy of yours? He says, no, Sam's my dog. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam will be there. I'm sure Sam will be there. And I says, I'll make the light and you just walk to it. And he said, all right. And, oh, my God, he was walking so slow. And the tops of his toes of his shoes were hitting the ground. It was like just shuffling. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, don't stop keep on going. And he stopped. And I went, no, 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 no. And he turned around and he had such an honest little face on him. And he said, lady, are you lying to me? (laughs) No, no, he got me. (laughs) Not to your knowledge. Get it. And, uh, and, and in my world, animals go to the light. And so I said, no, no, Sam is going to be there. I'm sure Sam is going to be there. He said, oh, okay. And he's walking and he's walking. And then he stopped again. I thought, that's it. I'm, my goose is cooked. He's not going to go in. He said, lady, there's Sam. And he ran into the light. Oh, well, good. Yeah, so... It's sort of they combine one another, but kids are kids. They're they're all the same. Well, that was a fun one. Um, I mean, I would want to go haunt a toy store, too, as an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Please catch us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. to discuss uh, what you thought of our episode and ask questions about earthbound spirits, negative energy, anything of that sort. Because we like the interaction and the fun new friends. Have a good week. Thanks for tuning in to When Ghosts Speak. Join us again soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.